Well, we're going to have our Bible reading, Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to read from verse 31 to 39. The title has been given to this passage of scripture called More Than Conquerors. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is God's true and trustworthy word. Mark it in your Bibles. We're going to come back to it after we sung a hymn which is based upon these verses. Well, that hymn really does sum up our message this morning from Romans chapter 8. Please turn to it in your Bibles. What from Christ that soul shall sever, bound by everlasting bands, once in him, in him forever. Thus the eternal covenant stands. None shall tear us away. None shall tear us from the strength of Israel's hands. Our theme this morning is a wonderful theme. It's the theme of being sure of our salvation. Having confidence in God's power to save. Having an assurance that God loves us and will never let us go. Theologically speaking, the eternal, the eternal security of the children of God. So we come to Romans chapter 8, and it's the end of Romans chapter 8, and uh, I've got detachment issues. Well, I want to dwell in here forever. I don't want to let it go. But hey, we're at, we're at the end. We've spent many, many weeks in Romans chapter 8, and for the last few weeks, we've been answering the question when the Apostle Paul says in verse 31, what should we say in response to these things, to, in response to the, the grace of God? What can we say? And he's actually given us five things that we can say. And we've looked at them one by one, week by week. But this morning we come to the final question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? As we've said, the overriding theme of these verses is that once you have given your life to Jesus Christ in faith and repentance then you can be absolutely sure that God loves you and will never stop loving you. You may have had people who say that they love you, but then they leave you. 
But if you are in a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, then he will never, ever stop loving you. We are secure in his love. So this scripture is about our assurance, but it's also about the amazing love of God. This is our first point on the screen. The amazing love of God. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, this is not our love for God. That's not what Paul is talking about, the Apostle Paul is talking about here. For our love for God, it fluctuates. It can depend upon our moods or our feelings. And, and we cannot depend on our love for God. Because we're hot, then we're cold, we're yes, then we're no, we're in, then we're out, we're up, then we're down, as Katy Perry would say. So we can't depend on our love for God. So this is not speaking about our assurance depending on how much we love God. We'll never love him enough. But this is talking about God's love for us. A love that doesn't depend upon God's moods as if he had any. This is a love that will last forever, a love that will never, ever let us go so we can rest our weary soul in him. The love of God in Christ is a love like no other. Indeed, it's the love of another kind. There's no comparison with the love of God. It's high and deep and wide and long. It's high in the sense that it takes us up to the heights of heaven. It's deep in the fact that it reaches down to the, the deepest depths of despair that we might ever have. It's wide in the fact that it takes in any and every kind of person, no matter what they have done ever. And it's long because it will go on forever and ever. It is a love that is shown in the Lord Jesus Christ dying on a cross to save us from our sins. Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. This is an amazing love, the love of God. Could we with ink, the hymn writer said, could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. It couldn't, the love of God, how strong, how true, eternal and yet ever new. It shall from age to age endure the saints and angels' song. It's an amazing love. And once you know that love, you're never the same again. You're never the same again. The love of God. And we are secure, not in our love for God, but in his love for us. A love that is based on his eternal covenant, which he will never, ever break. So the message we have here is that God will never stop loving you. And nothing will ever separate you from his love. Now, you might say, well, it's too good to be true. And you might have your doubts. You might have your doubts about actually trusting him in the first place, becoming a Christian. You, you might think, if I give my heart to him, will he promise to be true? Will he always love me? Will God love me forever? 
Will he stop loving me? Will his love for me grow less, depending on what I do? Oh, tonight he might be mine completely, but will he still love me tomorrow? And we think, surely there are things that will cut me off from the love of God. Surely there are things that I've done and I do that that will cut me off from the love of God. And so the Apostle Paul throws out a challenge. And he says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ Jesus? So let's think about the challenges. The challenges that come forward to try and tear us away from the love of God. So our second point, the challenges to the love of God. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Now, these are pretty tough challenges, aren't they? These are the challenges. Trouble. Trouble is the ringleader. Every kind of trouble and difficulty and loss and affliction and suffering is in that word trouble. And trouble comes along with his menacing cousins. And they come along in pairs, not in threes. We say everything happens in threes. No. Trouble, the troublemaker walks along with his cousins in pairs. Hardship and persecution, frequent and intense. Famine and nakedness, which stands for neediness of every kind. Danger and sword, which can stand for abuse and death itself. These are tough challenges. And they have defeated many people. But what does it do for the one who is in Christ? See, these challenges, they are all forms of suffering of the present time. Back in verse 19, verse 18 of chapter 8, we thought about the present sufferings we have. And those sufferings can be really deep. And they really can be trouble. So, can that separate us from the love of Christ? There are some things that really war against our souls. Can they separate us from the love of Christ? See, these things are all results of the fall of this hardship and persecution and famine and nakedness and danger and sword and trouble. Can they separate us? Indeed, verse 36 actually sums up verse 35. As it's written, for your sake we face death all day long. And sometimes it does seem like that, doesn't it? All day long I've got trouble. How's your day been? All day long it's been difficult. All day long it's been suffering. All day long people have been getting at me. All day long that person at work, I want to throttle. All day long. And it can seem like that at times. It feels like all day long trouble comes our way. And sometimes we might seem that think that when we're going through these troubles, God doesn't love us. And we conclude that he doesn't love us. And we doubt his love for us. And we think we've been forsaken by God. And we think God is against us. And these are the challenges. Can any of these things separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord? They're big challenges. They're huge. Can they separate us? Well, the Apostle Paul gives the result of the contest. Here's our next point. It says, verse 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him 
who loved us. Here's a note of victory and assurance more than conquerors. Even in the fight with those contestants of trouble and his cousins, we may struggle, we may emerge, we may get knocked down, but we get up again. We don't just escape these things. The Apostle Paul says we are more than conquerors in these things. And we know that we, Paul, the Apostle Paul is speaking the truth because he's been through these things and he's emerged the other side as not defeated, but as more than a conqueror. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23. Listen to the troubles that he went through. He's comparing himself to some false teachers that were doing the rounds. And the Apostle Paul says in verse 23, Are they servants of Christ? I am more. I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I've labored and toiled, and I've often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst, and I've often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. It's Paul's testimony. So where did he get the idea of how to list these troubles that he has, these contestants? It's because he's been through them. And he knows that he can come out the other side as more than a conqueror. These things will not separate us from the love of Jesus Christ more than a conqueror. What is this more than a conqueror? Surely just a, a conqueror would be enough. But he says, you can be more than a conqueror. That little few words put together, more than a conqueror, is one word in the Greek. And it's the word hypernikeo. That comes from two other Greek words. The word hyper, which means above, or beyond, or over, or super. And the word nike which means victory or power. Put them together, you've got a superpower. You've got a victory beyond any other kind of victory, a Nike kind of victory. Put every Nike trainer put together, you'd have hyperpower. Air Force One, Waffle One, Air Max System, React Vision, Flyknit Racer, Pegasus Turbo. Put them all together and you still wouldn't separate us from the love of God because we've got hyper Nike, more than conquerors, not just conquerors, more than conquerors. And it's really important to know this because we can think at times that God has stopped loving us, that we've been forsaken, that he's against us, but he's not, you see. These trials, these troubles that the Apostle Paul has mentioned there in verse 35 they are actually part of the all things of verse 28 that we looked at a few weeks ago when it's, Paul said that 
all things, in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him. So all those troubles and his cousins, all those troubles, they're part of the all things. Actually, God uses them to show us that we are more than conquerors. Trouble and menacing cousins will not spiritually kneecap you. And they can't cut you off from the love of Christ. So, the fact is stated. The contestants are brought forward. The result of the match is given. And so you've got the post-match summary, our final point. The contest is over. And the pundits are now sitting on the television looking at this. And they're thinking, I can't believe what I've just seen. A weak, frail Christian has emerged from a fierce contest against strong enemies and has come out on top as a super conqueror. And the pundits muse. I can't see anyone beating them now. They are invincibles. Sometimes pundits will do this, especially after big football matches. I haven't mentioned football for weeks, so <laughs> come on, bear with me here. Okay, a, a, a team that are kind of risen from the depths, a team that's become really good and has beaten everyone else. And the pundits are saying, I can't see anyone beating them now. Not Real Madrid or Paris Saint-Germain. Not Barcelona or AC Milan. No, nobody. I can't see anyone beating them now. Not even AFC Bournemouth. Nobody will eat, beat them now. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying here. Nobody will beat you. Look, trouble and hardship and danger and sword and persecution. and they, Those things can't beat you. You are invincible in Christ, in the love of Christ. Not in yourself, but in the love of Christ. And so the pundits that are looking at Romans chapter 8, they decide that they will bring along some, some other possible challenges. And they are listed in pairs again, death and life. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, death nor life, what's that? Well, it's the opposites of human experience. Someone has put the crisis of death and the calamities of life will not separate us from the love of Christ. Angels and demons, that's the spiritual realm. Good and bad cosmic beings, they can't separate us from the love of Christ. Time and space, linear time, neither the present nor the future can separate us from the love of Christ. The dimensions of space, neither height nor depth, nothing. And just in case the Apostle Paul has left something out, he then says, nothing else in all of creation so I don't want to miss anything out. No loopholes here. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the embrace of the love of God. You might have wandered very, very far from the Lord. But you're here this morning. And it shows that his love still embraces you. He hasn't let you go. You might have tried to wander from him in many different ways, and you've got yourself into a mess and maybe misery. But God hasn't let you go. He's still got you. He still loves you. Nobody can beat you now. In Christ, you are a super conqueror. The African Bible commentary puts it this way. Having looked at everything in life, Paul knows that nothing whatsoever can separate us from the love 
of Christ. And this then is Paul's persuasion. You've got the word there in verse 38, I am convinced. That word can be translated in many different ways. This conviction, I'm convinced, this persuasion, this surety, this certainty. He knew, persuaded, certain, that nothing could separate him. Not because of his prayer life, not because of his Bible reading, not because of his good works, not because of his ministries, not because of his service, not because of his love for Jesus, but because of the love and the character of God. Someone put it this way, God who once in his love embraced us will never stop loving us. What a persuasion to have. I urge you to have this persuasion, a persuasion that God loves you and will never stop loving you. Maybe you're thinking about, well, if I follow Jesus Christ, maybe you don't follow Jesus yet. And maybe you're thinking, if I follow Jesus, then can I be confident and sure that he will love me? You might have two worries. If I follow Jesus, what if I can't keep it up? And what if he will give me up? Well, let these verses comfort you. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you follow Jesus, he won't let you go. He'll keep you. Jesus once said, you're in the palm of my hand and nobody is strong enough to tear you away. But what if you do follow Jesus? And what if right now this morning or this past week or this whole month or year, you've been going through horrible troubles and you feel that God has stopped loving you? Then know that not trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword can separate you from the love of Christ. In his love, you are a hypen Nike. You are a superpower in his love. And his divine love is unconquerable. And if you've got that persuasion, then you can face anything at all in life. Bring it on, come what may. I'm in Christ. I'm in the love of God. He loves you and he always will in Christ. Let's pray together. Lord our God, thank you for these wonderful verses of scripture. Lord, we could never make this up and we wouldn't dare to write it. If it wasn't in scripture, we wouldn't put it there. But it is, it's your word. And it's your word to us this morning. So Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, put these words deep into our heart that we might know that if we follow Jesus, he'll love us forever. And as we follow Jesus, he will hold us fast. We bless you and we praise you for this wonderful truth that in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Thank you, Lord. Amazing love indeed, everlasting love for sure, love to the least and the lost, love to us. A love unknown before, a love like no other kind, a love that will not let us go. We rest our weary souls in you this day.
and forever. Amen. Amen.